0: I finally figured it out watching the games yesterday. The Buffalo Bills are the Dallas Cowboys of the AFC. I mean, they are. You're tuned in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Guiding your gridiron journey, none other than your host, former NFL lineman, Ross Tucker. (laughs) Oh, yeah it is. But it's not just any. Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a monster Monday. We are presented by DraftKings. Love those dudes. Love all of you. Love the sport of football. Man, there were some awesome games yesterday. Those endings in Atlanta, Minnesota, and Houston, Tampa Bay. Fantastic. The end of that Eagles-Cowboys game. Awesome. It's such a great sport. And I'm so glad to have each and every one of you guys along for the ride every day. Monday through Friday, it's about 25, 26 minutes, that's it. We get you everything you need to know about what's going on in the NFL, in and out, on your commute, during your workout, whatever. If you like college football or betting on college football or even just the NFL Draft, highly recommend the College Draft Podcast with Emory Hunt. We record that on Mondays as well. Tuesdays, we got the Even Money Betting Podcast, which is super popular And then Wednesdays, we record the Fantasy Feast podcast. We got two episodes a week. They drop Wednesday and Thursday. Make sure you guys can set your lineups to beat everybody in your league. Andrew Brand, of course, has the Business of Sports podcast. Today's a Monday, though, which means I'll give you my thoughts on every game, really just the takeaways, what's notable from my perspective moving forward. Most of you already know the scores and stuff, so you have a pretty good idea of what you're thinking right now i will say uh, it's a new week which means new winners love those of you that quote post any of our clips or any of our shows on twitter or x or whatever we're calling it love that love those of you that make instagram comments i'm looking for those either at ross tucker nfl or at ross tucker pod our sponsors are awesome our sponsors are the things that make this this show go. So I almost always reward you. If you take advantage of a sponsor and you send me proof that you did that, you're probably going to be the winner this week or the week after the week after that. And then you'll get one of these awesome signed press passes. I got that awesome Rutgers-Ohio State game, Titan steelers for the Steelers fans out there. Just take advantage of a sponsor. Email me, Ross, at RossTucker.com. Let me know which one you want. And then the YouTube shout-outs are really cool. Speaking of shout-outs, Colt Kibbers, K-I-B-U-R-Z, is our patron of the day. We've never had this many patrons. It is awesome. Patreon.com slash RT Media. Big show time, Jack. The Big Show.
1: All right, Ross, what were your overall themes from Week 9 across the NFL?
0: Boy, there's a lot. So I guess the first one was just Let's let's get this out of the way with the Montez Sweat contract. Four years, ninety-eight million dollars, seventy-three million guaranteed. He had so much leverage because the Bears GM Ryan Poles knew the trade would look like a disaster if he didn't get Sweat signed. So they paid Sweat, I mean big, big dollars. Almost twenty five million a year with 75% guaranteed, good for Sweat. That trade might have been the best thing that ever happened to Sweat's life. Forget that he went from maybe a bad team or an average team to a bad team. I mean, you want to talk about life-altering. Congratulations to Montez. So here's the things that jump out to me, Jack. It is wild who we had starting and playing in some of these games at quarterback. I mean, it's wild. I tweeted this yesterday i mean is that what we're still calling it jack what what do we call it
1: sure, i think it's tweet i mean x is whatever is the i hope po- nobody's calling it a post think like, that's what they consider it but it's bland
0: it's a tweet okay so here's some people that started yesterday games in the nfl quarterbacks brett rippon tyson bajant jaron hall aiden o'connell taylor heineke clayton toon And a lot of people know Heineke, but I'm not sure they could all name what team he started for yesterday until they saw it. And then, by the way, Daniel Jones gets hurt, so Tommy DeVito is in an NFL game. Jaron Hall gets hurt, so Josh Dobbs is in the game. For the Vikings! I called Josh Josh Dobbs last Sunday Ravens Cardinals. I mean, it is wild. And by the way... A lot of those roughing the passer penalties are garbage. They are, but this is why. They don't want these guys starting games. They want the guy that everybody knows starting games. It's it's bad for business, okay? It's bad for business, and it's really that simple. Backup quarterbacks get lower ratings. Lower ratings means less money. The owners are doing this for the money. I don't blame them. So we're going to have some... Horrible roughing the passer penalties. So that was that was just nuts, the guys that were starting. Mm-hmm. And then some of the other things that happened during the day that jumped out to me, man, the Ravens are good. They are really, really good. They, they might even end up being number one in my power rankings tomorrow. It's kind of hard to knock Philly down because they won again and they have the best record. Also, the Chiefs won. And frankly, the Ravens didn't look that great in the game I called where they played the Cardinals, but they have now annihilated two teams I think are really good. I mean, two top ten teams, the Lions, the Seahawks, they've embarrassed them. So, Ravens might be number one in my power rankings. Uh, And with Dallas Goddard breaking his forearm, they really might be number one in my power rankings. I can't get enough of the Josh Dobbs story. Jack, that's another one of my themes. You You know, he almost went to Princeton. Uh, yeah. really smart guy, was thinking Ivy League until he started to get offers from, you know, SEC schools and stuff. Stanford was his dream school. They didn't offer him. Good call there, Stanford. But anyway, um, this guy, really smart, great guy. He, he, like, keeps track of backup quarterback situations around the league, and he specifically wanted to go somewhere where he had a path to maybe getting on the field. Because he knew the only way you really get a chance to start or extend your career is if you play and play well. I just love the guy. For him to do what he did. You see the video of him on the sideline? Like going over the cadence with the offensive line? I guarantee he didn't know the names of all the guys in the huddle. I mean, think about it. That is wild. Uh, A couple other things that jumped out to me. CJ Stroud's incredible. And I tweeted this at Ross Tucker NFL yesterday, Jack, but I'll say it here. Bryce Young might end up being really good, really good. It would be a huge upset at this point if he ends up being better than C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud's already really good, so he's not. I don't think he's going to get worse. He's going to keep getting better. So for Bryce Young to pass up C.J. Stroud at some point, man, I don't know. I I, I don't know if that's going to happen. What he did at the end of that game, we'll talk more about it later. But it was incredible. And then the Raiders. The Raiders got that coach-fired, you know, first-game boost, which, by the way, I didn't know the coach was going to get fired when we made our even-money betting picks last Tuesday morning. But that's neither here nor there. The question is whether or not they can sustain that, right? Whether or not Antonio Pierce can get, can get these guys going. The question for you is why you don't use the Express VPN app. So for me, you guys know I'm on planes a lot, I'm in hotels a lot, and I just want to protect my data, protect my information. But with all of us having Netflix and Disney Plus and Prime Video and all that stuff, there's a lot of shows that are available in different countries that aren't available here. But because ExpressVPN lets you change your IP address, at, $7, at less than $7 a month, ExpressVPN basically pays for itself and more because you can unlock all these shows in Italy or South Korea or whatever. It's a no brainer. So if you want to get way more shows and save money while you're at it, go to expressvpn.com slash Tucker. Don't forget to use that link though. So you get the extra three months free. That's E X P R E S S VPN.com slash Tucker expressvpn.com slash Tucker to learn more.
1: The Chiefs leave Germany with a 21-14 win over the Dolphins. What did you say? Das Chiefs. Das is German for the.
0: By the way, did you see somebody tweeted and said you were wrong?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's essentially hello. Guten is good, and then Tag is day. So it's like good day, hello. Like, it's a greeting.
0: Got it. So the Chiefs defense was super impressive in this game, especially in the first half. And they made the play of the game, right? I mean... McDuffie rips the ball out of Tyreek Hill's hands. And I can't even remember who picked it up. But whoever picked it up, they ended up then shoveling it back, laddling it back to Brian Cook, who was cooking down the sideline for that touchdown to go up 21-0. The Dolphins just kept being in third and long in the first half. And they they battled back in the second half. Tyreek Hill was making plays. Raheem Mostert, who I love. I love that dude. But wasn't enough as the Dolphins had that bad snap late when it looked like twice, I think, late. It looked like the Dolphins were about to tie up the Chiefs. They weren't able to do it. Kelsey really didn't do very much. Credit Fangio and the Dolphins' defense for taking Kelsey out of the game. But what happened then, instead, is Mahomes spread it around to Rasheed Rice and these different guys, and Mahomes did what he does. He made several plays with his legs that he had to make.
1: Josh Dobbs aces his AP French test with a 31-28 win against Atlanta.
0: Nice, nice. If you didn't see it, uh, Dobbs said it's like he's been studying AP Spanish, and all of a sudden he finds out he needs to take the AP French exam. I like it, Jack. That shows me you're paying attention. (laughs) Jaron Hall, the rookie from BYU, actually started out pretty good, I thought. But then he had that concussion on the goal line. So Dobbs comes in, and man, I was feeling bad for him, Jack, those first couple series. It was looking like he didn't know where to go with the ball. He didn't know what was going on. He was getting smashed. He got a safety. He was holding on to the ball. I was like, oh, this is sad. Like, this is legitimately sad and could be bad. But yet, no. He kept playing and played really well after that. He's like one of the best running quarterbacks in the league. I mean, he he is uncanny how good he is running the football. I thought Heineke was not bad. For the Falcons. But they settled for field goals. He did have that one bad interception. And I like Arthur Smith. We were together in Washington in 07. But his skill position player usage. Remains puzzling. Especially down near the goal line.
1: They hadn't already. Baltimore solidified themselves as Super Bowl contenders. Following their 37-3 blowout victory. Of the Seattle Seahawks.
0: Made me feel good. Because I was saying this back when they played the Cardinals last week. I'm saying, look, these these guys are legit Super Bowl contenders. I mean, Geno Stone had another interception, which is just nuts. He didn't even get offered scholarships by Pitt or Penn State. Iowa offered him like the day before signing day. Meanwhile, Lamar was running all over the place. Gus Edwards scoring touchdowns, and they got a running back to watch. This is somebody – don't let me forget to bring this up with Emery on College Draft Podcast. I never even heard Keaton Mitchell's name until Emery Hunt, our guy on the College Draft Podcast, mentioned him like two summers ago. And now Keaton Mitchell's running all over the place. The Ravens D-line is really playing well. I mean, they're they're spreading around too. Whether it's Van Noy, who's all over, Geno Smith. I mean, Van Noy didn't even go to training camp. He's playing well. Van Nooy, hopefully after the game, he got himself some Labatt blue lights. I had a couple last night actually watching that Bills-Bangles game. It's just so delicious when it touches your lips. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. And you got to eat something, right? While you're having some beers. If the game goes to timeout tonight, Monday Night Football, that's time to order on DoorDash. Halftime, ordering time. Two-minute warning, you get the idea, right? That's your cue to order in. Get everything you want delivered while you root for your squad or your bets or your whatever tonight. Burgers, fries, drinks, you name it. And if you have a Dash Pass membership, you can get the new Wendy's Loaded Nacho Cheeseburger delivered. Yep, right now the Loaded Nacho Cheeseburger is exclusively available with Dash Pass at participating U.S. Wendy's for a limited time.
1: Sean Watson returns, and the Browns have a dominant showing against the Cardinals shutting him out,
0: 27-0. Dude, they had 58 yards in the NFL game. 58 yards. I really hope for the Cardinals and their players that Kyler Murray is back next week. And I know Clayton, too, is going against a tough defense, and he got sacked a bunch, but you got to put up more than 58 yards, bro. I mean, for the Cardinals... You know, at least their defense was still flying around. Buda Baker never takes a day off. Love that guy. For the Browns, I thought Watson was pretty solid. I mean, that touchdown off the face mask of, of the helmet of Dante Stills to Amari Cooper for a touchdown was crazy lucky, but that happens sometimes. The big news there, I guess, is the Browns' Jedrick Wills card off with an air cast, something to keep an eye on.
1: Green Bay gets a much-needed win against the Brett rippon Rams, 23.
0: Yeah, it's good that they won the game, but I, I don't I don't really know if you're feeling all that much better about the Packers if you're a Packers fan. I mean, Brett Ripon started the game. I, I would feel good about the fact that these young defensive players for the Packers, like their rookie DBs, that I I don't even know these guys. They were playing well. That's a good sign. Usually the Packers do draft pretty darn well. Uh they leaned heavily on Aaron Jones. Love remains uneven, but I would say overall pretty decent showing for him. A step in the right direction for Jordan Love and the Packers.
1: Offensive rookie of the year, C.J. Stroud, gets it done for the Texans in a 39-37 shootout with the Bucs.
0: And they got to be my fourth quarter pick, right? Sponsored by HubSpot Sales Hub, the software that makes it easy to find, track, and close more deals all in one place. So you can win Q four? I was actually thinking about making the Bucks my fourth quarter team of the week after Baker Mayfield went the length of the field and got the touchdown for the Bucs to go ahead. CJ Stroud, no timeouts, less than a minute, needed a touchdown. Are you kidding me? Including those two touchdown passes. Those two throws to Tank Dell, including the touchdown. Tank Dell is a stud, really good player. I mean, I just, I don't know what Carlton Davis is doing for the Bucs, but this is all about C.J. Stroud. The Houston Texans have a star quarterback already. They need to be very aggressive the next couple years to build this team around him while he's on that rookie contract.
1: New England falls to 2-7 and for the first time since 2000 with their 2017 loss to the Commanders.
0: One more quick thing I would say on that last game. Tank Dell was a star. Rashad White played well for the Bucs. He's really like the foundation of their offense. Dalton Schultz makes a huge difference. And how about Dari Ogambawale with not only the kickoff after Kai Fairbairn got hurt, but he made a field goal. And they won by two points. the The backup running back special teamer, that was awesome. Uh, what was not awesome was that end zone interception by Sam Howe. I mean, how about that? He throws a terrible interception, and they still win on the road. They didn't have their defensive ends because they traded them. You know, they had that. He had. Howell had a nice throw to to Dotson, John Dotson for a touchdown. It's just it's ugly for New England. This is. I don't know if this is rock bottom, but, man, it feels close. You lose at home to the Commanders, who basically just gave up their on their season last week with those trades. Stevenson had a long touchdown run. That was about it. Patriots did very little on offense other than that, including that unfortunate interception from Mac Jones late.
1: The Saints gained control of the NFC South with a 24-17 victory over the Bears.
0: The Bears. The Bears, the Bears, the Bears. So Tyson Bajan belongs, man. That guy belongs. Running and passing. He did have the four turnovers, which is obviously a negative, but you can just tell watching him. He knows what's going on. Cole Komet had the touchdowns. Saints are really fortunate they got all those turnovers. Paulson Adebo. What do you have, a couple of interceptions? Doesn't know. He looks like he knows which direction to run after he gets an interception. The turnovers uh, for the Saints. How about my guy, Taysom Hill? Hmm? First guy in like 60 years, Frank Gifford, to have 10-plus receiving, rushing, and passing touchdowns. Maybe I should have compared him to Frank Gifford instead of Jim Thorpe. Nice start, by the way, for Chicago for Montez Sweat there.
1: Kenny Moore puts on a show with two pick sixes and a 27-13 win for the Colts.
0: He really did. I thought maybe the Panthers would have a little Frank Reich revenge game. We like Frank Reich. He's our coach. Let's go out and play well for him were Bryce Young, three interceptions. The offense did very little in the first half. Little bit better in the second half. I mean, listen, the Colts weren't even good on offense. The Panthers' defense, look, the, it, the score's 13-13 if it's not for the two pick sixes by Bryce Young, which killed my teaser leg on the Even Money podcast. Devastating Bryce Young, Devastating.
1: Vegas gets back on track with a dominant 36 win, but Daniel Jones is feared to be out for a season with a torn ACL.
0: Vegas, baby, Vegas, Antonio Pierce. They were up 24 nothing at halftime. You think they wanted to come out and prove a point about not liking their old coach and liking their new one? You know, that's the thing. These Patriots assistants go elsewhere, and they only know the Belichick way, which is like to be a you-know-what and have the players not like you. I mean, how's that working out for Belichick without Brady? Maybe that's not the right way anymore, right? Having the players hate you. Anyway, I thought Aiden O'Connell played really, really well. The Daniel Jones news is so, so unfortunate. And DeVito, I mean, I, I guess he played well in the preseason. He has not played well in these games he's been in.
1: The Eagles experienced the textbook definition of escaping with a win to move to 8-1, beating the Dallas Cowboys 28
0: really, They really did. They really did. I mean, listen, they won. That's all that matters. But I'm not sure they outplayed the Dallas Cowboys in this game. You want to talk about a game of inches so many times on the Schoonmaker touchdown that ended up being a turnover on downs, on the two-point conversion by Dak where he stepped out. But those also were the right calls, right? Like, we can say it was inches, but those were the right calls. I thought the Eagles uh, benefited from the officiating early in the game. A spot on a Jalen Hurts run should have been a yard shorter, and then the Eagles probably would have punted rather than what they did. I, I just... Eagles definitely were fortunate in some of the breaks in this game and the officiating, but also, they made the plays they had to make. They, they got the touchdowns when they had to, and they got the sacks when they had to. So, they still could have lost the game, but they made the plays they needed. I thought Dak played really, really well. It's unfortunate that they were not able to get the job done because the Eagles had a tough time, again, stopping that Cowboys passing attack. If they didn't get pressure on Dak, he was pretty much going to be able to complete a pass. Hertz is tough as nails, and uh, Hertz and Brandon Graham probably the MVPs of the game for the Eagles when it's all said and done.
1: The Bills fall out of playoff seating while the Bengals move to five and three with their twenty four eighteen victory on Sunday Night Football.
0: Probably fitting because it's the Bills and the company's based up in Buffalo. But I'm going to make this game uh, my Labatt take of the week. It's presented by Labatt Blue Light, the pristine Canadian pilsner. Enjoy your beers together so you can live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer Labatt USA. Buffalo, New York. I finally figured it out watching the games yesterday. The Buffalo Bills are the Dallas Cowboys of the AFC. I mean, they are. You know, they're both good teams. They win a lot of games, which is great. I mean, they're good teams. They have good quarterbacks. Josh Allen's really good, but they're just missing something. When they go up against the better opponents, for the Cowboys, it's the Niners and the Eagles. For the Bills, it's the Bengals and the Chiefs, or in the playoffs. When they play these games, there's just something missing. They just come up a little bit short. Both these teams. I don't know how to fix it. I'm not pointing fingers. I played for both teams. I love my time in Buffalo. But it's true. The Bills are the Dallas Cowboys of the AFC. As for the other parts of the game, I will say, you know, what, here's what jumps out to me, right? Big night for the Bengals' tight ends. The Bills had even more guys getting hurt on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, it can't be all on Josh Allen for the Bills. Now, he's getting the ball to Dalton Kincaid a lot, which is great, but it can't be all on Josh Allen. The Bengals' defense, by the way, keeps getting better and better. Jermaine Pratt had a big game. Cam Taylor-Britt had a big game. But ultimately, Joe Burrow was incredible. I mean, Joe Burrow was absolutely incredible. He even had drops by Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase. And ultimately, the Bengals get it done. The Bills don't. That's what happens a lot when these two teams play until the Bills figure out a way to change that. That's the way it's going to be. Other than that, College Draft today, Even Money podcast tomorrow. I think we're done here. Thanks for tuning in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also check out Even Money, Fantasy Feast, and College Draft. All on the DraftKings Network, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. Shout out, MyFrontPageStory.com, Sportaculture. Pizza Boy Brewing, HumanHeadNYC.com, SteakhouseSports.com, Go Bangles.com, and BackOfficeScheduler.com. Of